Today on episode number 377 of the School of Podcasting's Morning Announcements, we're going to talk about free publicity. We have the queen of free publicity. Joan Stewart is going to tell us how to harness tons of resources to get you more exposure for your podcast. And we're going to talk about experts and how and why you need to be cautious when selecting an expert. And today's show is dedicated to my hero, which is John Overall. Now, John Overall is a WordPress expert, which is why we're going to be talking about experts today. You can find him over at WPPro.ca. So WPPro.ca, if you need WordPress help, like, oh my gosh, my website's down, uh, go check out John. He is a great guy. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where we talk about all things podcasting, from planning to promoting to producing, recording. And today we're going to talk a lot about promoting and getting exposure for your podcast. I have been helping people understand technology for 20 years. That's what I bring to the microphone. I help you wade through the mountains of jargon, and we help you flatten the learning curve of podcasting. You're never really alone when it comes to your podcasting journey, and I'm here to help you be successful. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. You can email me. It's Dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. You can call in your comments. They're toll-free. It's courtesy of podcastvoicemail.com. It's 888-563-3228. You can also leave a comment out at our blog, and you can also follow me on Twitter. It's uh, my handle. Is that what you call it? Twitter handle is learn to podcast. So always like to start off with some some news and some some success in some cases, and spotlight some podcasts. So today I'm going to spotlight two, uh, WordPress plugins A to Z. This is where I learned about John Overall, who is a WordPress guru, and uh, he does a podcast with another friend of mine, Marcus Couch. Let's listen to their intro together, shall we? It's episode 141, and we've got plugins for multiple store locations, HTML5 charts, a Java toolbox, contact plugins, WordPress rants, and more. All coming up on WordPress Plugins A to Z. WordPress. It's the most popular content management and website solution on the Internet. And with over 30,000 plugins to choose from, how do you separate the junk from the gems? Join John Overall and Marcus Couch for this weekly unrehearsed conversation about the latest and greatest in WordPress plugins. This is WordPress Plugins A to Z. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be hiding out there. On the there floor. we go. So there's Marcus and John. You can find that over at WP Plugins A to Z. So that's the spotlight for this week. John also does another one, uh, WP Medic. And you can find all his stuff over at, again, WPPro.ca. And because of 
his podcast, he got me <laughs> as a client because when, and I always tell people, one of the things that podcasting does for your business is it keeps your name in front of your audience. Now, I like WordPress. I always wanted a podcast about just plugins. And when my buddy Marcus started doing that show with John, I was like, oh, I'm all over that. And so this week, my website went a little weird. And I'll explain that here in a second. But because of that, the first thing, the first thing that came up was Marcus and John. And uh, I know John is a little more of a programmer, maybe, than Marcus is. Marcus is a great SEO guy. He definitely knows WordPress inside and out. He actually writes for WordPress now. And there's another great because of my podcast story just right there. So John and Marcus's podcast kept their name in front of me so that when I needed help, I went, well, and I knew it was funny because I know they always kind of plug their services at the beginning and yet I couldn't remember John's <laughs> website. But I knew his, I knew his podcast. So I found his podcast, went in the show notes and saw we had a link to his website, found him, called him. He answered on a Saturday and my podcast was my podcast. My website was fixed there shortly. So because of podcasting, I found an expert who fixed me in next to no time. So there you go. If you're looking to have a business, keep your name in front of your customer. Podcasting is a great way to do it. And we're going to be talking about John a little more in the podcast a little later when we get into choosing experts and why they're really not as expensive as you think they are. But right now I want to get to the meat and potatoes. All right. Well, joining me via Skype, if you were to Google free publicity, you would find publicity expert Joan Stewart, and she's joining me here via Skype. And uh, she works with business owners, nonprofit, and uh, people that need, basically, like you and me, free publicity. And uh, whether it's in traditional or social media, and they want to establish their credibility, of course, you want to position yourself as an expert, get more people listening to your podcast, maybe you want to sell more products, all that kind of free publicity stuff, and she knows how to do it. Been doing it for a very long time. I actually, many moons ago, was on uh, Joan's email list, and I think I had, it might have been a Hotmail account that I quit using, and I just happened to stumble across her site, and I was like, oh, wow, I remember, Joan, this is really cool stuff. Re-signed up for your newsletter at uh, publicityhound.com. But, Joan, thanks so much for coming on the show. Well, thanks for reaching out to me on Saturday and saying that you lost me and then you found me. <laughs> it's not good when people fall off your email list, but I really appreciate the fact that you found me and you, and you uh, emailed me and we even talked on Saturday, which a lot of us don't do that anymore. We, talk, we don't talk on the phone, but I thought our conversation was great. <laughs> it was fun. But I, I talked to you and I said, look, I've got a, a group of people. We're all making these podcasts. And the number one question I get is, how do I get a bigger audience? How do I get some people to know about my podcast? And I thought, you know what? I know somebody now who knows a little bit about publicity. <laughs> I mean, holy cow, you're, you've been in the newspaper industry. You you've, were an editor of a newsletter. You've got four books on publicity. Uh, if you want to know about publicity, Joan is the person to talk to. So uh, I thought, hey, do you got any tips for, for newbies, for people who are really new to the uh, getting publicity game? 
and uh, you've you've brought a mother load, I hear. I sat down today and I sort of did a brain brain dump, and I I just started to type in Google and in Word, Word doc of all the ways that you can get free publicity for a podcast. And David, I'm going to leave out a lot of the things that I don't know anything about. Um, as we talked on Saturday, and I think your listeners might be interested in knowing this, <laughs> I am now David's client. Um, I am going to be starting a podcast and very soon. And I, I know a lot about publicity but I know nothing about podcasting or very little. I know what Dave taught me on Saturday and you guys know a lot about podcasting, but very little about publicity. So I think we're a good match. There you go. Sounds like fun. Hit me with your best shot. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you the most important thing you have to do before you get publicity. And because this is a, this is a step that a lot of people skip, but mm. I have to believe that as podcasters, you already have done this because if you haven't done it yet, you probably shouldn't be podcasting. And mm. that is you need to identify your target audience. Yeah. I am astonished. Dave, at how many people, how many authors call me? They've already got books published. And when I ask them who their target market is, they cannot verbalize it because they're not quite sure. Mm. Isn't that astonishing? And somebody will say, well, my target market is everybody. Everybody should read my books. My Aunt Sally said she thinks everybody should read it, to which I say, wrong. You know, you you don't want to go out there and market to everybody. Where in the world are you going to put your message? You're going to be competing in a really crowded, noisy marketplace where everybody else is um, communicating their message. So the, the more narrow your niche can be, the better off you're going to be because it's easier to find those narrower niches, especially online. So once you've identified your target market, then you want to ask yourself, okay, what did these people read online and offline? Where are these people? Okay. What magazines do they read? What print newsletters do they read? What electronic newsletters do they read? What radio shows do they listen to? Now, some of you might be um, ideal to do an interview on National Public Radio because NPR, for example, serves um, a better educated, more higher income audience, okay? And your topic might be a perfect fit for that. Um, What LinkedIn groups are these people in? Uh, Do you self, is your topic geared primarily toward women? If so, you probably ought to be on Pinterest because that's where a lot of the women are. So if you're not quite sure who your target market is, sit down and may, and try to put down all the attributes of your target market. And I had a coach once who said, you should know your target market so well that tomorrow morning you should be able to get up and write a page in their journal just like they would write it. And I love that explanation. So that's my first tip, okay? Now... Well, I, I got one question. Sure. For the person that goes, if they say, who's your target market? And, and they go, what if they say just, I don't know, or how do I figure that out? The next question I would ask is, why are you doing the podcast? Yeah. What is the problem that your podcast is going to solve for people? 
Got it. I'm assuming that most of the podcast, that most of you are podcasting because you are experts in some topic and that you have tips to share that will help people solve a particular problem or problems. Maybe not. Maybe some of you are doing it strictly for entertainment. And if you are, that's perfectly okay. Then you need to ask yourself what kinds of audiences are apt to get the most out of this entertainment. Who are the who are the typical audiences who are going to be looking for me? And this sounds like a no-brainer, but write a press release, okay? Don't write a press release about the fact that you started a podcast. That's not very interesting. What I'd rather see is I'd rather see you write about solutions to a particular problem, okay? That becomes your press release. And then you weave into the press release the fact that you are podcasting. For example, when I start my podcast, and I'm not quite sure when I'm going to start it, I hope within a couple of weeks, I'm going to write a press release, something along the lines of the 10 best ways that small businesses can generate free publicity on a shoestring budget. Okay, that's going to be my press release and it'll be my 10 best tips and it will attribute those tips to publicity expert Joan Stewart, whose new podcast Mm -hmm. shares publicity tips for small business people twice a week or once a week or whatever. At the end of the press release, I'm going to explain the ways to access the podcast. Okay, so now. Pretend that you're a small business person and you don't know me from Adam. You don't know anything about me. What do you think is more valuable to you? That Joan Stewart has started a podcast? Or is it 10 tips on how you can generate free publicity on a shoestring budget? Right. Okay, which of those two? The latter, of course. So what I'm doing, I'm luring you in with the 10 tips that I'm sneaking, that I'm going to lead with. And then I'm going to weave in the podcast information and I'm going to make you curious enough that you're going to investigate the podcast and hopefully you're going to click click on the correct buttons to listen to it. <laughs> David, I'm not quite sure yet what those buttons are, but that's what you're going to teach me, okay? And um, with with press releases, most of you don't have several hundred dollars to upload them to the big press release distribution services like PR Newswire and PR Web. If you do, more power to you. So you can start by just, you know, putting them at your website, you know, posting it at your website. Um, I will tell you that there are three fairly decent free press release distribution services and I'll tell you what they are before I tell you what they are I'm going to warn you that there's a problem with free press release distribution services you get what you pay for and mm-hmm. if you would upload a press release that has a major error in it you you could be stuck forever with that error online because there's nobody to contact you know to get it corrected so that said here are the three freebies the first one is prlog log.org the next one is free hyphen press hyphen release.com and the third one is pr.com now the other problem you may run into at these sites is that they may have advertising on them pay-per-click ads from one of your competitors that shows up 
right on your press release. So just understand that. So if you can't pay for the press release distribution services, you can go with one of the freebies. And you also want to put the press release at your website. Okay? Ready? Very cool. Okay. Use that same little trick about tips when sending your press release to magazines that your target audience reads. Um, go to the magazine's website and see if you can submit a press release right there at the site. A lot of media outlets, including newspapers, will let you do that so that you don't even have to contact somebody from their staff. Or maybe see if they have a new product section. Now, I could probably make the argument that a podcast is a product, sort of. So you could submit your press release to the editor of the new product section. Hmm. Very cool. Okay. Get a Facebook fan page for your po- specifically for your podcast. And I think fan pages are a great way to interact with your fans. And a lot of people on Facebook may not even be aware of your podcast yet, but you can drive them over to that pa- that fan page from other places on the internet where they find you. And I'm going to talk about some of those places in a minute. Let me give you another Facebook tip. You want to share tips on your Facebook profile or on your um, fan page and tag companies whose audiences you want to get in front of but make sure that those tags are natural and they don't sound spammy and i'll give you an example let's say that you'd have a podcast on gluten-free eating because the big gluten-free craze is really big right now and that's what that's what your podcasts are about let's say that you have found a fabulous gluten-free flour to bake with okay so you share a tip on facebook from from my podcast from your podcast and you tag the company that makes the gluten-free flour within your post Mm. okay and their followers will see that if you tag them this, this is assuming they have a facebook page they'll see that so you're getting in front of an audience that already likes gluten free cooking and if there's a gluten-free podcast they've discovered because you've just told them that, they're going to go investigate. Very cool. The, the other thing I love about a Facebook page goes back to your first point of, of understanding your target audience. Yes. And it's a really fun way to literally put a face you know, with the name or, or, or sometimes you wonder if somebody's listening. And not only do you know they're listening, now you can actually go and start to understand a little more about your audience, and it gives you some great insight. And not only that, you can com- you can communicate back and forth with them because when they post a they when they post a comment or to your to whatever it is you've posted, you can come back and carry on the conversation and continue to mm-hmm. talk to them. And it's a great place to interact with them. And I got to tell you, I'm not a big fan of Facebook. I'm just not because it doesn't. I just don't like it because it's they're changing it all around all the time. But I got to right. tell you, I get a lot of traffic from Facebook. That's the biggest social media site that sends me the most traffic. And I don't do a particularly sterling job on Facebook because I, I might much rather use Twitter. That works best for me. But for you, you know, what use whatever works for you. But I think you really should have a presence on Facebook simply because there are so many eyeballs over there. Yep. Okay, next. Create a video on YouTube. Create a video of you doing your podcast. 
I love YouTube channels. Um, I love YouTube because Google loves YouTube and Google bought YouTube for a whopping, what was it? 6.2 billion or 2.6 or some gigantic amount of money. And YouTube drives traffic like nobody's business. So let me give you a couple of YouTube tips. When you create a video, when you show people what you look like in front of your computer or in your recording studio or wherever you do this thing. Okay. You want to put keywords Related to the podcast in the headline of the video, that's real important, or in the video title, you want to put as many keywords in there as you can that are related to your topic. Now, here's a killer tip, and a lot of people don't know this. In the video description, YouTube gives you 5,000 characters to write the description. That's the equivalent of a 900-word article. Guess what you can stick in that description? And more keywords. More keywords and links. Mm. Links back to the podcast, links back to your website, links back to your blog. And then you then you can also when you after you upload the video, you can tag it. And you can tag it with and I don't know exactly how many. I can usually get about twenty three tags and you want to use every single one because that's what's gonna pull the traffic. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some more tips. Offer to guest blog for a big name blogger who has a really good following and reaches your target audience. And from that guest blog, you want to, you can offer a snippet within your blog post from your podcast, a little, you know, little 30 second, little two minute snippet from one of your podcasts that relates to whatever it is that you're writing. And you want to, of course, explain in the author resource box that you podcast and then tell people how to subscribe to it. Very cool. Okay. Um, Pitch yourself. Now, this is assuming that you're a successful podcaster. Pitch yourself as a successful podcaster as a story for traditional media and for bloggers are you making money with your podcast how if so how are you making money have you found a way to drastically grow your audience if so that's great i want to know that okay (laughs) because i'm starting a podcast i want to hear what you have to say what mistakes have you made when you started podcasting did you buy a lot of expensive equipment you didn't need because you saw it listed on somebody's blog and they got affiliate commission for it. Um, Dave, you told me not to spend a ton of money if I'm not sure that I want to continue doing this. You gave me the exact equipment that I should buy, and it's not real expensive. Yep, 35 bucks yep. is the microphone I'm using right now. Exactly. Did you end up with um, a company to, to host it and you ended up paying a bloody fortune and then you found out later that you were just wasting money? Okay, Um, so you might be saying, yeah, that's all great. I could pitch it. But how do I pitch? How do I pitch a blogger? Okay, I found a template for a pitch Um, over at Quora. um, Some of you may not know what Quora is. It's the giant question and answer site. And I love it. And any of you who want to be viewed as experts in your field or in your topic should be over at Quora, Q-U-O-R-A.com. You want to create a profile for yourself and start answering questions on your topic because you can also let people know 
within your answer that you're a podcaster. And you can also put that within your Quora profile. Absolutely. It's a great site. Yeah, you can also ask questions on Quora. Um, I... I, when I'm stuck with, I don't know how to do something. I will also, I'll go over on Quora and I'll just throw out the question and I will sometimes even ask specific people over there to answer the question. And um, it's astonishing how many big, top level, even VPs and CEOs of a lot of the tech companies, especially, are over there answering questions to be viewed as an expert. And I want to give you the bud URL. Uh, for a pitch template that I found from a guy, he had a startup, and I'm not going to give you the whole story because you don't need to know the whole story, but you need to know the, the URL, and I turned it into a little bud URL, so you don't have to re- memorize or, or type out the long Quora link. It's, um, it's, but it's HTTP colon slash slash budurl.com slash pitch template go on over there and you will see this guy's answer within that quora answer he and i think his answer is the first one up there because everybody you know voted it up and he gives a little template uh, and you'll see it in the answers and he gives a little temp the template that he used to pitch tech bloggers when he did his launch and he got fabulous fabulous publicity and there's no reason why you can't use that template too awesome well this will definitely be out in uh, everything that we're because you're giving us a, a ton of great resources and we definitely appreciate that and if you go out to schoolofpodcasting.com forward slash 377, everything that Joan has given out, we'll have links to. Okay. Um, here's another one. Um, join LinkedIn groups related to your topic. Okay. Not necessarily LinkedIn groups for podcasters. If you do, if you do a podcast for podcasters, then join a LinkedIn group for podcasters. But if you're writing about uh, gluten-free cooking, there's probably a LinkedIn group over there that includes people in that group who want to know more information. But LinkedIn groups are great places. Um, you can also, within those discussion groups, you can ask a question within those groups and you can work in the fact that you podcast, okay? But you don't want to be blatant about promoting it. And let me give you sort of a sneaky way to ask a question within a group without being spammy. You could say something like, um, I have I host a, I have a weekly podcast on the topic of blah 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 and I'm looking for some A list people to interview even if they can only give me 10 minutes of their time. Who should I interview? Who would you recommend I interview and what's the most important thing you want to know about that person? Hmm. That's a great way to sneak in the fact that you podcast. Not only that, but if people within that group join the conversation, what do you think they're going to do? Volunteer to be interviewed, probably. And they're also going to want to check out your podcast to see if you interviewed the person who they are recommending. And if you ask that person the one important question that they want to know about, about that person. Hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Um, here's another tip. Start collecting email addresses. Um, you are podcasters and your audio people 
but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be email marketing. You should be, all of you should learn how to be email marketers. Why? Because if you can get your fans onto your email list with their permission, that gives you permission to continue to market to them via email until they tell you to stop. And if you do it correctly, there is gold in an opt-in email list. Yeah, there's, there's a reason they say the money's in the list, and that's because um, the money's in the list. Exactly, exactly. And um, my last oh, – go ahead. Did you have a question? No, here's a fun tip on that, yeah. that um, I didn't do this as a, as a sneaky approach. I just did it because it was the truth, and it seems to be working. Number one, you have to ask people to sign up for your newsletter. And I just said, hey, if you're listening to this somewhere – and you sometimes forget to go back to the website to check the show notes, why not have the show notes come to you, sign up for my newsletter, and every time I post a podcast, the show notes go out as a newsletter, so you'll have the show notes come to you. And I just mentioned that like in two episodes, and I've already seen a, a rather uh, significant increase in people signing up for my newsletter. So Can I- it's just to me, it's to me, it's just like, oh, by the way, if you want the show notes to come to you, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter and... You know, and that way you don't sit there and go, what was that link again? I forget. What did they say? It's like, here, they're just going to come to you in the email. Any uh, preferences on email providers? I know I use AWeber. There's a lot of different ones out there. Um, I love AWeber. I use AWeber for my list, and I love it because you can segment lists. You can. They have um, a fabulous – this is what I like best about them. They have a fabulous help desk. They have, they're all human beings, and they answer the phone. And they're located, I think, in California, so you're not going to get – thrown offshore someplace and they're great and they're very very helpful and you seldom have to wait more than a couple minutes to get through to somebody if you're having a problem and this next tip comes from you might know him jay luddington boy the name rings a bell I saw this, and, I, and you can tell me what you think of this, Dave. He says, subscribe to your own podcast. Absolutely. Same thing with uh, my – it sounds weird. I subscribe to my, quote, competition mm-hmm. because when you go to their, their listing, it'll say, people that subscribe to this also subscribe to this. Aha. Uh-huh. And then I subscribe to my podcast, so that connects that dot there. Great. Oh, and there's another tip that reminds me. Here's another tip for those of you who are blogging or even if you wanted to do a press release, um, you know, curated content is really big right now on the web. And that means going out and finding all this content on a particular topic and sharing it. You might want to do put together a list of the top 10 podcasts about blank Mm. And the fill in the blank is your topic. Oh, there you go. And guess who you're going to put on the list? Right, me. Yep. You put yourself on the list because you can bet that those nine other podcasters, what are they going to do? They're going to share that link with their people because it makes them look good. Absolutely. And that's their, there's your target audience right there. Exactly. So those are my tips. Awesome. And, you know, everybody wants the silver bullet. You know, what's the one tip that's going to do it for me? And there is no one tip that is going to bring, you know, thousands of people to your blog in a week. I mean, your podcast, it's not going to happen. If there was, everybody would be doing it. So, you know, 
take take just a couple of these, pick the three that you like the most and forget about the rest of them, the three that you think are going to give you the biggest bang for the buck, do them, get them done, and then just go choose one or two or three more. Don't try to tackle the whole list at once or you're not going to do anything. Well, let's talk about, um, I, like I said, I re-signed up for your list. It's called the Publicity's Hounds Tips of the Week. And uh, if somebody wanted to sign up for that, can you give them a little heads up on what to expect? Sure. Um, I have an electronic newsletter that comes out twice a week, um, every Tuesday afternoon and every Saturday. Mm, it, I publish it. You'll see it show up anytime from, well, depending on what time zone you're in, anytime from like 7 a.m. to about noon Eastern time. Saturday morning's a good time to read it. Uh, so twice a week you'll see me. And I have in every issue three good meaty publicity tips, either on how to get publicity from traditional media or social media. And I have one good dog video. <laughs> you do yes they're really funny and they're clean you know that's perfect for family viewing and right. i need your dog video links and if you send me a great link i'll give you publicity i always give my publicity hounds credit within the newsletter for sharing great content with me um and if you want to go see what some past issues look like you can go over to publicityhound.com forward slash tips t-i-p-s that's the archives and you can take a look at a couple of the issues and you can sign up right over there or sign up on my homepage at publicityhound.com and don't forget to click on that confirmation link that'll come into your email or you'll never get the newsletter there you go and again that is publicityhound.com a lot of great if you're looking for great free information you, you wow uh, just amazing. I was spending a lot of time on it today, uh, kind of prepping for this interview, and was just kept going through and seeing that and, and yeah. going through the blog. And, and the other thing that you do that I thought was really interesting, and it goes back to, this is why you're going to be a great podcaster, because a lot of the, the information I found, it didn't always come from you. It wasn't always about you. You had a lot of great links to outside articles that, as much as I enjoyed that article, in the back of my head, I was going, wow, that was really cool of Joan to send me to this good article. And so you are then, again, you, you reap the benefits of somebody else's good article because you get credit because you're the one pointing me Exactly. At. That makes me a subject matter expert, but I'm not the be-all and end-all on the topic of publicity. Yeah. I'm not. And, and I don't want to try to pass myself off as the only person in the world who knows how to get publicity. I want to share tips, tricks, and tools for free publicity. That's my tagline. And I share fabulous tips. If you go back into the archives, oh, I, I got to tell you this one. Can you, can you take a couple extra minutes? Oh, absolutely. Oh, this is a great one. As a matter of fact, while I'm going over, I'm going to go over there now while I'm telling you about it because I got more feedback from my readers on this one tip that I did on any other tip. I wow. found a really cool free tool online. It is a headline grader. Okay. Ooh. What you do is you, ah, here it is. I just found it. I did a Google search. Um, 
And it's right punchy headlines using this free, easy tool. It's called the free headline, anal- free headline analysis tool. What you do is you type a headline in, and it could be a headline for your show notes. And then you click on the, the little button, and it'll come back, and it'll give you a percentage. And the score indicates the percentage of that you're that it's giving you, it's grading you in terms of the emotional pull that that headline has for your readers. See, that's huge because when I was kind of going through all the how to be an author, and that's another thing you're an expert on, but uh, I I kept reading that 80% of what people read is based on the headline. Exactly. So here's what's cool. They give you the percentage And then I challenge you to go back and use the tool again to see if you can get a higher grade. And I had all of my publicity. That's what I call the people who subscribe to my newsletter. I call them my publicity hounds. I had all these publicity hounds emailing me, say, Joan, this tool is so cool. I'm using it. And I got into the 80th percentile. There, I got people in the 90th percentile. I had somebody who had a headline of 100%. And that's really, really hard to do. But what it will do is it'll help you write better headlines. So let me give you the link to my blog post where you can find the, the link to this tool and I've written about it. You want to publicity sure. hound it's http colon slash slash publicityhound.com slash question mark P as in post equal sign two five three three seven. And that'll bring you to the blog post where I write about this. Go on over and have a blast with the free headline analysis tool. This is the kind of stuff I share in my newsletter that my people love. Because a lot of my people, just like a lot of you, they don't have a lot of money to spend on promotion. Well, Joan, thank you so much for sharing. Wow, just really, really good stuff. I'm taking tons of notes. This is this has been a hard interview because I'm taking so many notes behind the scenes. Uh, but I appreciate you and I look forward to your new podcast. Uh, we will keep everyone informed as that gets ready to, uh, to launch. But I think you're going to be another great just example of somebody who's had a successful blog for years. And it's going to be fun to have you come back and go, hey, Dave, remember how you said you're going to grow my audience? And I said, yeah. You're going to say, yeah, I grew my audience. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait to start podcasting. And because I'm the one thing that I'm going to do when I start, and I asked you about this, and you said it was just fine because my readers are starting to ask for this. I have Mm -hmm. readers who are asking me to give them an MP3 of my newsletter. Yep. It's one of the, the things I say to people. That that are successful bloggers. I said, "Wow, I really love your blog. I love to read it. I just can't read it on my way to work." Exactly, and they they I, they want to read it. They want to listen to it on the treadmill, exactly. or while they're walking the dog. Yeah, and it goes back to what you were saying. You got it. You know, you have to give your content whatever whatever it is, video, audio, you know, reading it, whatever it is. Give the content the way people want it. They want your content. Just give it to them however you want. Exactly, so. and if you're not sure how they want it. Ask them. I did a little survey before. I just a little survey, cheap little survey monkey thing. Okay. It was free. Mm -hmm. And I put it in my newsletter and I gave people, I think it was like a $50 coupon with a product or something I gave away. And um, I got a lot of response from people. And I found out that most of them want a podcast in the five to 10 minute range. Ah, there you go. Well, that'll be fun. I can't wait to get started. 
There you go. Awesome. Well, Joan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. And again, guys, if anybody is confused about any of this, please feel free to email me at initial J Stewart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T at publicityhound.com. My email address is on every page of my website. Well, there you go. And again, Joan has been doing this for a very long time. She's actually... She's worked as a reporter, as a city editor, as a managing editor, as a writing coach. Uh, She's assigned and edited many award-winning stories. She's won several writing awards for her own articles. And uh, she basically left the newspaper industry back in 1994 to start her own business. So she understands from a business standpoint how to get publicity, how to go out and, uh, you know, whatever you're promoting your favorite cause, your podcast, whatever it is, she's got a lot of great information out there. And I know she mentioned uh, press release websites, and we'll have links to those. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com forward slash 377, everything she mentioned there, Quora and the headline analyzing tool, everything will be out there at schoolofpodcasting.com forward slash 377, or you can just go to her website, publicityhound.com. If you go to forward slash tips, so publicityhound.com forward slash tips, You will find a sample of her newsletter, and uh, she's got great stuff, including when you write a press release, there are certain ways you should do your links. So it's a great place to, to carry on with your education from Joan. When I ask people how they find other podcasts, most people say I heard it on another podcast that somebody was talking about it. And so with that in mind, getting on other podcasts, getting on other radio shows is uh, a great strategy. And I have two resources I thought I would share. One is called Help a Reporter Out. And uh, you can find that at, uh, you guessed it, helpareporter.com. And you can sign up for that. Now, you can also... Well, we'll get to this in a second. So there's that one, and then there is uh, radioguestlist.com. Now, both of these have two ways of using them. Number one, you can sign up for their email list and be notified, hey, here are radio shows, here are podcasts that are looking for guests. And if somebody said, I'm looking for a podcast consultant to interview on my radio show, I would say, hey, I'm right here. I'm good to go. Now, we can also flip that, being a a person in the media, being a podcaster. We can also go to those services and say, hey, here's who I'm looking for to be on my show. So they serve twofold. So those are two resources. The other one I wanted to mention, now this one is not free. It's from Scott Fox. He is the man behind Radio Guest List, and he is an author much like uh, Joan Stewart and uh, an expert as well. And what he did is he did four webinars. And uh, let me play you a clip of what he talks about in the webinars. So our first topic is today, like I said, the who, what, and why of radio and 
podcast interviews, including how to find shows interested in you. Now, before we get going too much, I want to remind you next Thursday on the 28th, we'll do another one of these called How to Pitch Radio Shows, and that's really about how to write a pitch letter. What are the pieces that you need to say? What are the things you shouldn't say? And how do you craft an introduction so that a radio booker will be interested in booking you? Then the following Thursday, on March 6th, we'll be talking about how to be a good radio guest, how to prep for interviews, what to say and what not to say when you're on the air, and how to act so that you can get booked again, (laughs) including the top mistakes to avoid when you're on the air. And then, like I said, the last one on March 14th, your radio publicity questions answered. And you can post your questions as we go back at radioguestlist.com on the page that you use to sign up for this or over on Facebook at facebook.com slash radioguestlist. So there you go. He's uh, Scott has experienced both behind the mic and in front of the mic, I guess we could say. And uh, now that is not free again. I believe it's going for $59. It's four hours. And uh, I've made it just through the first one. And man, there's a lot of great information in that as well. So again, I'll put links to this. It's uh, how to get radio interviews from Scott Fox. And this is the guy behind Radio Guest List. So again, I'll have links to that out at schoolofpodcasting.com forward slash 377. All right, I want to talk about experts today. As I uh, mentioned at the top of the show, my website was having a very, very weird problem. And um, I called in John Overall. And to make a long story short, he fixed it in about 15 minutes. And I say that because I wasted probably about 16 hours troubleshooting my problem. Now, here in the U.S., currently, minimum wage is $7.25. When I times that by 16, if I made minimum wage, I lost $116. Now... That's just if I made minimum wage. It actually stopped me from doing things I wanted to do this weekend because I kept working on it, and I was frustrated. I was banging my head against the wall. I tried all the easy stuff that normally fixes any kind of WordPress stuff. None of them worked, and I should have just called John right then. But I kept thinking, oh, let me try one more thing. Let me try one more thing, and... Experts live and breathe this stuff. And so when I I heard what he charges per hour, my original thought was, wow, this could get really expensive really, really quick. I never thought, oh, by the way, this guy knows this stuff inside and out. He's probably going to fix it in about five minutes. Right? So it's amazing when you get somebody who works in this stuff all the time. Because it's going to be second nature to them. I was dealing with a client this week and they weren't sure where to even start. We talked about what their podcast is going to be. We talked about why they're getting into podcasts. We talked about their their expected audience, who they wanted their audience to be, where they were going to podcast. And then I said, here's the equipment you need. Here's the hosting you need. Here's a place for graphics. Here's a place for music. Would you like me to do this for you? Would you like me to, to just walk you through it? And off they went in, I don't know, 20 minutes. And sure, you can do Google searches. Sure, you can 
you know, ask people in different groups and things like that. But how much is your time worth? The amount of money you end up spending on a quote expert is is going to be money so very well spent. Because when I think about the the frustration, uh, to a certain extent, the embarrassment that I couldn't get this thing fixed, and you know all the other things that add up, that I go, wow, that was just dumb to wait. And so I say that here to number one say, of course, if you're looking to get into a podcast. I can help you with that. The School of Podcasting will walk you through the whole thing. You can get into my group coaching class. The next one starts November 2nd. So check your calendar. That's right around the corner. And uh, seating is limited for that. It's about uh, 50% full right now. So if you want to join that, go over to howtopodcast.com. That's howtopodcast.com, T-O, howtopodcast.com. And, uh, yeah, we're looking at 19 days as I record this. Until that starts, or if you're looking for the fastest, most direct approach, you can hire me one on one. But there, here's what I, I'm bringing this up: is we've heard here in 2013 from people with extreme integrity, people like Pat Flynn of SmartPassiveIncome.com, uh, Michael Stelzner of Social Media Examiner. These are people who know their stuff, who know websites and marketing. And they came down from the mountain and said, wow, if you're not podcasting in 2013, you're missing something. And everybody and their brother is going to start podcasting. Well, when they said that, and they're not, that's just two, all the, for lack of a better phrase, snake oil salesmen, all the, the mark, uh, internet marketer in terms of like the dark force, basically the Darth Vader's of the world have come down to take your money. And hang up a shingle that says, I'm a podcast consultant. And, you know, these are people like there's a guy and I'm going to actually call out some names here. I'm going to leave the rest off here, but I've documented these before. The guy who writes about podcasting for about.com does not have a podcast. He's got a radio career and that's fine. But I mentioned Eric K. Johnson right? Podcast talent coach. He's got a radio career. He understands there's a huge difference between radio and podcasting. Now, engaging content is engaging content. That's his specialty. But he'll be the first to tell you, no, there's there's a world of difference. So being a successful radio person doesn't always necessarily mean you're going to be a successful podcaster. Now, Eric is because he's his whole spiel is engaging content, and that's going to work anywhere. But uh, Corey once did a blog post explaining how a podcast, you don't need an RSS feed to be a podcast. And I went, what? That's what makes a podcast a podcast. There's a guy named Alan Hunkin who said he's been podcasting for 13 years. That would mean that podcasting started in 2000. Well, the fun thing is podcasting was invented, more or less, in 2004. So either Mr. Hunkin can't do any math or he's full of, as I like to say, a caca, a poo-poo. So I say that to say beware. And here's some things I want you to think about. Number one, does your podcast consultant have a podcast? 
right now, I'll tell you something here about myself. I'm not a huge fan of horses. I don't like any animal that I can wear their butt as a hat. Okay? I don't like any animal that can bite my hand eh, off. I just get a little nervous. I understand they're kind, gentle, you know, horses. My favorite story is my, my niece, who was all of about three foot four at the time, got into horse riding. They said, yeah, when you're walking through these big giant horses, one on each side of you, and you would walk down the center of this path. And they said, yeah, the horses are fine unless, I think it's, if I remember, if their ears are pulled back. And I looked up and every horse had their ears pulled back. I'm like, I'm not walking through there. They're going to kill me. So if I heard that horse riding was the hottest, biggest, baddest thing I, for me to put out a shingle and say, I am the new horse whisperer, would be a bunch of, as my grandmother used to say, malarkey. Right Now, I understand that that might be where the money is, but that's what some people are doing. I'm not the horse whisperer, never will be. So your podcast consultant should have a podcast. I think that seems rather obvious. They should have an RSS feed. I go to a lot of these, quote, consultants... And they have a an old static website. There's no automated subscribing to their website. They might want you to subscribe to their newsletter, their email, but they have no RSS feed that is visible on their website. And again, that's an integral part. That's like having a, an RSS feed is like, if we go back to radio, your radio frequency that you tune to. So picture having somebody saying, yeah, I'm a radio guru, and somebody saying, great, what's your frequency? I want to subscribe to your station, and they go, yeah, we don't have one. So if your podcasting consultant has no way to subscribe via RSS, uh, no. Can you contact your podcast consultant? Because in the end, you're going to have questions, and there should be some way to either leave them a voicemail, send them an email, Call them some way because, again, I'm amazed when I go to some of these, quote, all-in-one podcast classes, only $450, and no, I'm not making that up. And you can learn how to be the top of iTunes, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, and uh, no way to contact the person. I'm like, what if you have a question? Give me a break. Has your podcast consultant been around more than six months? Because, again, the fact that podcasting is growing in popular because of services like Stitcher now, getting podcasting into cars. These sharks have smelled the blood, and they're coming for your wallet. Keep that in mind. Does your podcast consultant know more than one way to podcast? Now, I'll be the first to raise my hand and say I prefer that people use a self-hosted WordPress install, that they use Blueberry or Libsyn, for their media hosting, they use uh, you know a, an Audio Technica twenty one hundred microphone, and I've got all this documented out at the website. But I occasionally get somebody that goes, "I can't use WordPress," and that's okay. I've got lots of ways around that. I don't want to use that microphone. I already have a Blue Snowball. We can do that. Do they know how to navigate around different situations? Last but not least, and you know I have to throw this in here, if your podcast consultant is recommending that you use blog talk radio, run, do not walk to the nearest exit and realize 
that I don't know a single podcast consultant, whether it's Ray Ortega, Daniel J. Lewis, Cliff Ravenscraft, Dan Lyons, uh, uh, Jim Collison, any of those guys, Mike Phillips, Max Flight. I'm going to leave out people's names now. They're going to, hey, you didn't mention me, man. Mike Stewart, Mike Stewart, Mike Stewart, Mike uh, Russell. Who is Mike Stewart? Jimmy's brother. Yeah, yeah, my brother Mike. Yeah, Zusu. Yeah. So I don't know anybody that recommends blog talk radio. Yes, it's easy. And speaking of that, a little tangent here. I, I've If you're new to the show, I hate blog talk radio. It's well documented. I, I won't go into it here. But just to let you know, I started using callinstudio.com. And my last show cost me 93 cents to take live calls. Now, granted, nobody called. <laughs> just to be, again, I'd like to be completely transparent. It was just me. Nobody called 93 cents. If I use Blog Talk Radio and I use it for a month, it's 40 bucks. If I do four shows a month, that's $10 a show. Would you rather spend $10 a show on Blog Talk Radio or 93 cents on callinstudio.com? And I don't, that's not an affiliate link. That's just the way it is. Just so you know, if you're podcast consultant is saying, I've got an easy way for you to make a podcast. It's blog talk radio. Run. Do not walk away from that person. So those are some tips when it comes, if you if you need a, somebody to guide you through that. Of course, look, I'm not lying. I would love to help you. I just don't want to see you. I help a lot of, I'm helping somebody right now that's trying to leave blog talk radio. That's one of the biggest reasons I hate them because she is an awesome human being and she got snared by a shark, basically, and steered in the wrong direction. And I'm just, I'm here to let you know, there are a lot of sharks in the water. And uh, if you need help, that's what I do. That's what I help people with. And I would love to help you. So my website is schoolofpodcasting.com. My contact information is dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. My phone number is 888-563-3228. If you want to schedule some one-on-one time. It's uh, schoolofpodcasting.com slash schedule. If you want to connect with me on Twitter, I'm at Learn to Podcast. If you want to talk to me live for free, Saturday mornings. Oh, by the way, this is new. We we changed the time. It used to be 11 to 11.30. It's now 10.30 to 11.30 on Saturday mornings, Eastern Standard Time. Ask the podcast coach coming to an iTunes near you. You know, that's another way. If you want to talk to me live, hey, it's, uh, you know, I'm not going to charge you my hourly rate. It's free. Uh, you can call, again, that same number, 888-563-3228. will direct you to uh, the Ask the Podcast Coach show on Saturday morning. So that is going to do it. So what did we learn today? Number one, experts may seem expensive, but in the long run, it's money well spent. And when it comes to spending money, if you're looking for free publicity, then you got to go over to publicityhound.com. We've got great resources over there. Sign up for her newsletter. And uh, everything I mentioned that we mentioned today, you can find at uh, schoolofpodcasting.com forward slash 377. We said that the next group coaching class starts November 2nd. Sign up today at howtopodcast.com. If you'd rather just do self-paced tutorials, of course, that's just at schoolpodcasting.com. Click on the Join Now button in the upper right-hand corner. Would love to hear your last five and five. I would love to hear your Because of My Podcast story. Now, I know every time you hear one of those Because of My Podcast stories, you're thinking, hey, you know what? I should do one of those. I'm telling you right now, 
the, the hopper is empty. You send me one, it's on the next show. I'm telling you, it's right there. And don't forget to mention your website. Special thanks again to John Overall, my hero, over at WPPro.ca. If you are having WordPress problems, check him out. He uh, was a godsend this weekend and got me back up and going. If you do want to join the School of Podcasting, I do have a coupon code for you. It's LISTENER, L-I-S-T-E-N. E-R. Put that in at the coupon code when you sign up at the School of Podcasting. That's for the self-paced tutorial version. And uh, I will see you on the inside. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next week, class is dismissed. Thanks so much. God bless. <laughs>